Hey everyone, my name is Bobby Angus. I'm going to be one of your hosts for 10 at Final Fantasy VII Podcast. My co-hosts are Ken Tormey and Will Sliney. The purpose of this podcast was to bring together three people who all had different experiences with Final Fantasy VII, the original, and different levels of love for the original game. We wanted to play the remake version together and be able to see how each of us respond to it, all coming from different backgrounds with the game. The reason we chose the name Tent was because on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, we're going to be trying to rotate in different friends of ours who also have the same love for the game as we do. Some of our guests that we have lined up are Sean Crystal, Michael Walsh, and Ricardo Ortiz. We are excited to announce more in the future, and we hope you stick with us for the duration of the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Tent, a Final Fantasy VII podcast. It's Bobby Angus here with Kian Tormi, and this is the third episode of our series. Kian, welcome back. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Oh, good. I would hope so. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Will is not with us. He uh, signed a TV deal. I would like to think our episode got him that TV deal, but no <laughs> avail. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's dive into the reason we're here. Yes. We both have finally played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Opening thoughts. What What's the first thing that popped into your mind? Oh, um, that's a great question. And the reason why that's a good question is because since the last time we spoke, yes, I have played the game, but I'm about nearly 20 hours in. So I have yeah, so you, many, so many thoughts. You doubled my time. I, th- I, I think that a head start you got was a little <laughs> too much of a head start. But it was. for the sake of this conversation, yes. um, so full disclosure, neither of us played the demo. We both went in just totally 100% mm-hmm. committed to the game. Yep. So my understanding is the demo ends with the destruction of Mako Reactor 7. Yes. So let's keep this episode contained to that. We don't want to give uh, – we don't want to overload people with too much info. No, 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 so, sure. So let's keep it then. First reactions. Was it – were you more excited than when we first talked? Less excited? Like, just what are your first reactions to the game so far? So I moved my TV, which is about 50, I think it's a 52-inch screen, up into my drawing studio. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting about maybe a foot away from this enormous screen, and I had the countdown uh, queued up. I think I was talking to you at the time. So I was doing some work and I was waiting for this to download. So uh, I had myself pretty excited. I was quite quite pumped as it was kind of getting itself uh, ready to launch. And yeah, I think I had the same emotional reaction to pretty much anybody who has played this before. Oh, just as soon as the music started, the the opening screen with the with Cloud's sword wedged into the ground, and it's like. It was like remembering something in HD yeah. because it's exactly it's exactly what it used to be. Only it's just so much sharper. It's oh, it's, it was amazing. It was amazing. What, what did you think? So my birthday was April 7th and this arrived on April 10th. I originally pre-ordered it on Amazon to get like the deluxe bundle thing. And then like Amazon was like, well, it should be here Tuesday. It should be here Wednesday. And I'm like, I'm not waiting. Like, forget this. So I canceled my order, told them I found it cheaper somewhere else, and then just immediately started <laughs> downloading it. And uh, my wife was awesome enough when I said, like, hey, all I want to do for my birthday, 
on that Friday is just play Final Fantasy VII. She's like, I get it. Okay, you know, that's cool. So pretty much she was working on a puzzle, and I was like sitting there, and the opening music hit. I'm like, oh, my God, wait, why are they playing Sephiroth's music? So then I got into it, and then, like, the the whole, like, intro, like, in high def, cloud riding in the train, the big buster sword, and, like, I was just getting chills, speechless. I'm pretty sure Andy was talking to me, and I'm like, I, I can't listen right now. Like, I'm on overload for sensory, I'm on sensory <laughs> overload right now. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I was just, like, I just, I, if you know me, I'm generally at, like, a two or three on, like, the, the scale of emotion. And when that stuff started, like, I, when the Sephiroth music started playing in the background, I jumped, like, a seven. And then, like, once, the, like, the train scene happened, I was at, like, a 25. Like, almost, <laughs> all, like, yeah. I was just, I was on cloud nine. So, yeah. I was, my first reaction was, just like, over, over the roof. Or over the moon, excuse me. So, um. Yeah, I, I think... I think it's great that we're keeping this to the first, the Mako reactor run, and I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about that in one second, but mm-hmm. uh, that was exactly what I played in my first night. So that's about the first hour, maybe the first hour and thirty minutes of the game. So uh, it's it's a perfect for me. What you're actually asking me to do is recount what I felt on the first night of playing this since mm-hmm. I was what fourteen, fifteen. So you're talking about what? Uh, oh my god! Like tw- twenty years? No, that's not right. Is it ten years? Twenty five. It's ninety seven. Oh so I'm getting old. I'm getting really old. So you're yeah, old man. It, it, but it it was exactly like the way you're describing it. It was just an absolute just emotional roller coaster. Um, now the first thing that you do, as anybody who's ever played this game knows, you arrive into Midgar on the train. And the introduction to the fight system is on the platform and you come up against two of Shinra's soldiers. What did you think, Bobby, when you first encountered this, um, the fight system, the new fight system? So what are my thoughts on the fight system? Yeah, which is a broader, slightly broader question, because now that you've played so much more into it, it has become much richer and it's uh, it's easier yeah, to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think I get what you're asking. So my first impression, well, as we talked about in the episode with Will, our first episode, we both knew it wasn't going to go back to the traditional, like, true turn-based system. So I kind of had that mindset going in, obviously, and I remember I saw, like, gameplay online. I'm like, okay, it kind of reminds me of 15, you know, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 13 style. So, like, that – at first, I, I remember I was just, like – I think my initial reaction was just, like, you know, the pu- like, which is pure disappointment at first. Not because uh, I n- was unhappy with the system. It just, like – it finally sunk in, like, this isn't, like – the true true remake and i'm not going to have like the true you know like turn-based system and then i quickly got over it and at first it was a little hard to grasp like i was trying like i felt like i was smashing square too much when i was just playing cloud i'm like okay I just keep smashing square until i kill the guy and then on to the next one um so that was kind of my initial reaction However, by the end of the actual macro run, and once you actually get a second person in your party, it's um, it's a lot more 
uh, complex and a lot more thought intricated. And you still get that turn-based aspect of like, okay, like cloud has two abilities he can do that I built up. I need to think how I want to use these and make sure that I'm planning for when Barrett's next two abilities come up. So that's kind of my long winded answer of, I do like it and it's challenging enough that I'm not just smashing square. So does that, does that answer your question? Yeah. So what I find fascinating about the new system is, and to be honest, what's fascinating about the game in general is it is everything that we had before, but there's a new layer on top of it, right? So I know this is a remake and you and I have spoken previously about the idea of uh, like getting into this, knowing that it wasn't going to be a remaster and knowing that it was going to be a remake. It's it's fantastic to see the, the sheer level that has been layered on top of this. But in terms of the fight system, I think the game does a really, really, really good job of easing you into the new way to fight because it's not what it was before. So there's something new to learn about uh, your timing and trying to cycle between your party members and the stuff that they can do. Um, there's there's something there for us to learn as players from the previous game. Uh, and I, what I would love to do is talk to Will and we'll, we'll get him on the show and ask him again. I'd love to know what it's like if you've never played this before. Because, so... Uh, as the game progresses, you obviously start off as as Cloud and then you have another member adds to your party. And then as you continue on, you will eventually have three. And they so- seem to cycle so far in the first 20 hours between two, two people in your party or three people in your party. Uh, a lot of it's just two. Um, it's, it's very, very complicated. And there is uh, a chance to later on... Um, you do an awful lot of uh, side missions and things like that with Tifa when she joins your party and you get an awful lot more uh, fluency with that fight system. But man, it's still complicated. It's still really quite complicated. And I'm 20 hours in and I'm getting better. And there's, uh, it feels really gratifying because there's a fluency to it now, but I can only imagine how confusing it must be for, for new players because there's a lot to get your head around. Yeah, I will say I definitely feel like I had a leg up based on the other experience and knowing yeah. like what materia does and how to like properly distribute it. Like, I, I'm very curious, like you said, to see how Will does that. Like, for example, um, to start the game, I think I made Barrett my mage and Cloud just a brawler. So I just loaded Barrett up, Barrett up with all materia and then just let Cloud brawl to start. And obviously, as I progress, you know, that changes and we'll talk about that later or in another episode, but like I, I thought I had a grasp on the, the combat system. And then once we got to the final boss or to the, the end of the Mako run, I was struggling. I was like, wait, what do I do? Wait, why am I doing this? So yes, I don't know if that's just me still not grasping it or trying to hold on to the old fight system. But I remember in the, our talk with Will in the first one, he specifically said, I love this combat system. I like the fast pace. If it was like the old one, I would not be interested in this game. So I'd be curious if, like you said, if, if his thoughts still hold true past uh, this point or up to this point. What's interesting about Will didn't, he seemed to intimate that the reason why he didn't 
particularly like the idea of the original combat system is that it's too slow, right? Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about the new system is that it's still really slow. Like that slowness is still there. The only difference is the fights happening in real time. So yeah. you can attack and you're attacking constantly. Uh, but your ability to do things and to cast magic and stuff like that is still happening at the same speed as a turn-based system. So they've got both things happening at the same time. For me, what's what has been the added layer of complexity that has been the most difficult to get my head around but has been the most rewarding is that it's up to you to cycle between the characters. Yeah. So you can stay as one character throughout every single fight and then every so often just kind of dip in and out of the abilities if the timers have built up on other characters you can use them specifically to do certain things or you can just cycle straight into that other character and fight as them as your main character and then you benefit from their uh, their specific abilities or whatever their specific attacks are so you have um uh, the ability to as we said before uh if you were going to use Barrett, he can do all of the long range attacks and you'll see that it's so much more important later on. You have the same thing with, with Aerith later on. Like she can do all of these much uh, broader, much further uh, long range mm-hmm. based attacks. But then obviously uh, the, the, the joy comes from <laughs> like taking control of cloud and getting in there and, uh, or, or ba- um, not Barrett, uh, Tifa, Tifa getting in there and just, man, just, just, you just want to smash the heads off so many of these characters. So it's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say the system so far has been, uh, there's been one slight layer of complexity added to it and it has made it so unbelievably rich and incredibly rewarding. Um, yeah, I've I've loved it, and it's only getting better. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, just like it, well, like I was fighting the the spider scorpion boss guy, and I was like, why? Like I I it also took me like a minute to dawn on me that I need to switch to the character to build up. So like I realized Cloud's getting low on health, and I'm like, why is Barrett taking forever to get like an, me to be able to cast a spell? I'm like, wait a minute, and I switched to Barrett, just pound him with like bullets for like. 30 seconds and then i had two abilities i'm like oh my god like i have to like always be thinking about my other characters and not just i think i got too infatuated with just swinging the buster sword in the beginning and be like ha, ha, ha. like look at me go but um yeah so i think the underlying theme that we've both been like grazing at here but haven't really just do- dove into yet is just like so for those who have played Final- the original final fantasy 7 are now playing the remake um this section that we're talking about is almost identical to the original game. Like just, it's pretty much in my opinion, the original game, just with better graphics. Do you feel that a lot of our, we're, we're pretty much just going talking about nostalgia here. Like we're diving into the game. We're excited to be playing it. We're seeing all the old stuff, doing all, doing the first mission again. How much of a factor do you think nostalgia is when playing this first hour and a half of the game? Like, do you think that's kicking us into like overdrive in how we're view or how we're viewing it? Like, are we gonna have another Star Wars Episode Seven situation where people are just like, "This is just nostalgia," and other people are like, "This is actually terrible." <laughs> like, what what are your thoughts on that? I think one of the most distracting aspects of playing the remake 
is actually the the duality of playing something that is i would argue extremely new while also constantly being aware of the fact that you've played this before so i uh, i know that i'm going through large uh, sections of the game and then suddenly becoming hyper aware of the fact that other people are playing this for the first time or you know something that you never would have experienced before or ever would have worried about before i for me i don't think nostalgia is necessarily uh, making the experience better insofar as the game in its own right is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, for so many reasons. I think nostalgia has been brilliant, but it, again, like I said, it's kind of a bit more like slipping into a comfortable pair of shoes. So there has been an awful lot of moments where you're, you run through the streets of the, what is it, Sector 8? Sector 8, yeah. You run through the streets the of Sector 8, Oh man, but you get to the fountain in the town square and you know it. You know all of these places. Yeah. And and even later on when you get to the reactor, when you're in the Mako reactor, you're running through parts that you know where everything is, even though it's still different. It's 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 a bizarre feeling. It's like misremembering something. But I have to say so far the broad story points are falling more or less in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm getting ahead of this. We're only talking about just the the uh, the scorpion robot being the, the boss that will draw the line there. But generally speaking, even up to that point, it's still significantly different that what has been an absolute shock to me is they have they've taken the broad story moments and just they fleshed it out in a way that has been staggering to me like this is a new game i agree so i had a question and i'm thinking it over as we were doing this and this question is uh the original game was divided into three playable discs all delivered at once uh how do we think the story would be affected in the new release method uh meaning you know we know exactly where this game ends we know there's no uh, ETA for uh, the next disc per se. So, but I, I'm afraid that might start getting too far ahead of ourselves here. So I kind of want to take that topic and then put it to the side for now. Um, and just, re- um, but I think the other thing that we, we both hit on when we were talking is, um, you know, this, uh, this intro to the game I, I would argue is probably one of the most iconic intros of all time. Would you disagree? Agree? I, for me, it's such an emotional thing that I'd have to agree without being able to base that on any kind of fact whatsoever. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. I mean, and we both kind of started to go into this. Um, I mean, this, um, like I can't count on, I mean, I can count on one hand at least, how many times that I saw someone like as a side project put remake the intro of the game in like good effects. And I remember uh, when they announced this game, like what, three or four years ago, it was yeah. like start, they started announced development and they showed that and everyone started like, everyone was like, what is this? What is this? And then they saw Aerith and everyone freaked out. <laughs> yeah. 
like is it do you think it's like do you think it's still like the most iconic intro ever like it seems like like or do you did you still get that or i think it was safe to say we both got that feeling when we started up the game like I, I don't I think this was the thing I was most excited for when I got it and put it and like started and you know the timer was lifted and I was able to actually go in and just play. I, I like honestly I would have given sixty dollars just to like rewatch that intro a hundred times over and put be able to play it on PlayStation. But so well, I guess so so here's another way of looking at it, right? So once the once the intro is done and it's out of the way and you start to play the game, the intro is one thing. But the first experience you have is you are no longer playing a top-down kind of isometric, wandering your character through uh, these these flat maps that scroll depending on where you're walking to, and it's it's quite guided, right? Mm-hmm. You have your first fight, and in fairness, as I said before, you know the fight well, you know the situation well. I'd nearly say that the the new experience kicks in from the moment directly after the first fight where you walk into the stairwell of the train depot and suddenly for the first time in your life you're in a 3d environment that you you already recognize like you know Mm -hmm. that you have to get past these guys and suddenly you're hopping over turnstiles which you could never do before your uh, as will pointed out your character is now ca- like obviously carrying his uh weapon on his back which he didn't do before mm-hmm. um so that's that's a whole new thing to see but what what actually really kind of jarred and both kicked the nostalgia into overdrive was man running through this stuff as a 3d environment was both um weird for the fact that it wasn't exactly what you remembered but also uh very normal because that's the kind of game we play now and it kind of fell between two stools your experience Mm -hmm. became this this really really weird thing and like i said personally as a gamer because i don't game all that often when i got into this i still was like oh i'm not entirely sure how i felt about that first fight because i was trying to I was trying to stack it up against my experience as somebody who, man, I'd maxed out all my characters in the original game by the time it was finished. Like I had all the ultimate weapons, had the ultimate limit breaks, had everything. And so this was suddenly weird because obviously you're back to normal, but there's a new system. You're running around just in the the, the first moment directly after the first fight. That for me was where suddenly... I think the nostalgia probably kicked in because it was heightened by how weirdly new the experience was. I think that that was probably where it hit me more than the intro. And I know what you're saying, but for me, it was, it, it wasn't until the game actually sufficiently deviated from my previous experience mm-hmm. that I really was like, Oh wow, I'm back. I'm back. You know, it, it was, it was crazy. Really, really crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying, uh, but that train scene was like that's just like immortalized <laughs> in my head yeah it's just, like that's the scene like that like i feel like that scene is like final fantasy and like anytime someone yes. says final fantasy that's where my head goes like oh the like, yeah. cloud on the train coming into midgard you know blah 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 blah, blah. so yeah. but like i don't like i think uh a big concern i have with this game 
is so we kind of um you know we know where this game starts and ends and i feel like i'm my concern is i'm trying to find value when i don't need to and what i mean by that is like um like in the in the opening are you suggesting so i know you had said we'll leave the question of this idea of the game being uh, split into three parts are you are you saying that you just can't get past that like you know that there's an end coming and you're trying to find extra value yes that, that exactly so like for example i'm like like in the opening run i'm like searching every nook and cranny yeah for something like, yeah. I'm like is there a material over here is there a potion over here like oh there's got to be something over here like and i feel and, and like like you said before and this is the comment that triggered my this thought for me was you tried to get your characters maxed up and i i'm the same way i'm like yo i want to get cloud like 100 percent. i wanted to be able to one hit ko the final boss like all this kind of stuff um i i'm concerned and i guess maybe it's also just my gamer mentality that um I'm not going to be high enough. And I, and I yes. can, and I always feel that like the end's coming sooner because I'm like, wait, like, I, okay. I know the end is Midgard. I'm in Midgard. Like how much time do I actually have? So I'm like trying to like find extra fights, trying to find extra things. And I don't know if I'm trying to either prolong the game because that's just who I am. And I want to get as much value out of it. Or if I'm concerned that I'm leaving something on the table. So yeah so okay there's yeah there's loads in that because i've had similar thoughts so there's a couple of aspects of this that have stood out to me so far that would make uh, i have answers to some of the things that you've just said because they're also concerns that i have right so for example you and i know broadly speaking what the main story points are going to be until the end of what would have been disc one Right. right. So there were three discs. We have been told, broadly speaking, that the game that we have all bought, the one that we're all playing currently, is disc one. So you and I know where that's supposed to uh, supposed to end. We are, like, I think I'm at maybe around the halfway point, potentially, in terms of main story points in disc one. And man, I'm like 20, 20 hours in. Like this game is absolutely huge. Like there is massive, massive amounts of this game to play. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, cons- I'm like, I'm deep in, right? Now I'm the same as you. I'm absolutely running backwards and forwards trying to get everything because there is a horrible thing just sitting on your shoulder because you know that there's, a, there's an end to this, that this is an experience that's going to have to stall for a while. Now, what I would say that I find interesting is for anybody that hasn't played this before you use materia which are these um spells these stones yes they're stones that you equip to your armor and to your weapons that help you cast spells or gain abilities and things like that they grow and level up and mature with your character depending on whether they're equipped or not or they used to what I find interesting is in this game so far Bobby I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed or if you thought about it, but your materia are maturing extremely quickly. Like they're maxing out really, really early. So, so it, 
I actually disagree with you on that. I have been having okay. the opposite effect, and I don't know if it's just my play style. Like, I particularly play very like whenever I play video games. Like, if I'm playing a shooter or something like this, I I'm very like Leroy Jenkins. I'm running in, I'm slashing <laughs> no, stuff, I've, I've played, and played I'm Destiny and, with you. yeah, like I'm shoot first, ask questions later. So I think I was, and I think this also steps back to me being in like you know cloud cloud nine i was just so infatuated with the fact that i was playing a game that I wasn't actually thinking too much about materia going into the boss until like i almost got to the boss like oh i need to actually do this um and i find that like it takes forever to level up materia and i like even further in the game i still don't have material where i ideally would want it to be so i'm still trying to figure out that process but thinking back to the earlier part of the game the first hour and a half I was really, I felt like it was taking forever to even like get a sense of my materials to start improving. Well, in terms of the first hour and a half, you and I both know from having played before, and I actually spoke to somebody else about this recently as well. You and I both know that if you're going to, and to anybody that didn't know this, here's the first bit of, here's a first tip. Um, if you're coming up against any machine enemies, then uh, electricity is their weakness, right? You cast lightning on them. That's something that you know because that is the first hardest learned lesson of the game, right? You play through the entire uh, reactor in when when the first game came out. You might have probably fought the, the scorpion uh, robot without knowing that electricity was its weakness, but you go on to learn that uh, depending on the type of enemy, they have certain weaknesses and certain strengths. So if you are fighting against a fire demon, for example, don't cast fire on it because you'll probably yeah. make it stronger. But um, in the remake, the thing that stood out to me was, uh, man, you can brawl your way through the first hour and a half, all the way up until the main bad guy. And I think I uh, pretty much did that. And it sounds like you've continued to do that. Like, I, I haven't. I didn't use cloud as a brawler and equip barrett as anything in particular i just made sure that cloud was an all-rounder so i've made sure because i know that i'm going to play as him pretty much most of the game it's very rare that you end up playing as somebody else so i've just made sure that he uh, has his cure materia equipped he's got a couple of elemental spells and then because i used to enjoy it before I'll give him some death blow or dodge material or something, some ability material and skills and stuff. So I don't know whether it's because of that or not, but, you know, a lot of my material is just maxed out really, really early. So I went from having level one style stuff, and there's generally about three levels. You normally have um, fire, fira, fira yeah. and firaga, fira. right? It generally yeah. is like a three tiered system. So most of my elemental materia, they're they're maxed out already. So I've picked up new ones because you find them as you wander around the world map and stuff like that. But I was amazed at how quickly everything leveled up. And the only reason why I bring that up is because my characters are now about level 20, level 21, the characters themselves, not the materia or anything. So I'm about, what, maybe 20 hours in. Um, and there is a lot of what I remember as disc one left. There's a lot. My characters are leveling up really, really fast. And mm. for me, what I find interesting 
is, and the thing that's on my mind is, by the time you get to the end of this disc, it's your your characters have to be what maybe level thirty, thirty or forty, maybe I don't know, but like, will will your have they changed the way this works? Like, if all my materia is maxed out so early on, and not all of it is, but it's a considerable amount of it is. Is there a new system? Is there is there a secondary element to all of this that's going to change the dynamic of the game? Because my characters are getting stronger, the materia is getting better. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go now. Maybe it's the way it was before, but I'm hyper conscious of it while playing it now. But there is that aspect of it is on my mind where my characters are getting really good. I'm getting really good. I know that the end of disc one or part one that we have is not really anywhere close. Um, Like how powerful can the bad guys get in the next installment? How, how, how much more materia or what new layer of this can be unlocked? Because, you know, if it's just a case of the bad guys getting a little bit stronger as I get stronger, the thing, the new thing that's on my mind is, is like, you know, is, is, are we going to get tremendous enjoyment out of disc one and then disc two or installment two of the next one? Is it just more of the same? You know, there's a question for you to potentially think about as well. Um, that was new to me. Uh, was just having the ability to predict what <laughs> what way disc two might go, because it's going to have to essentially be, and we've talked about this before. It's got to be like a second game, right? There's so much more story, and I get that, but will they have to introduce some new kind of dynamic, whether it's to the fight system or to the materia system, or is there something else to go on it? I think I think the simplest way for me to articulate what I'm thinking is I'm 20 hours in I think the characters are getting stronger really really quickly my materia is maxing out and there's nothing wrong with like a lot of the maxing out early on because it's great to have them all at like 100% sure but it's happening so fast like in the original game you can have a materia and it would have four levels and man do you remember it would take ages to get it up like it, yeah. it was rare to max out a, a materia so i'm just wondering if they're maxing out so early and the characters are getting pretty strong early on and i'm 20 hours into the first disc or the first installment like will there be will there be an extra thing is there going to be i don't know is there going to be something that happens to the materia that they all get crushed and remade and you have to start the whole process again i don't know it just seems like everything's happening very early and of course it has to to your point this game the first installment has to be like a self-contained game but how do they keep it going for the second part or the third you know yeah no i think it's a good point and a good question i mean maybe maybe they just do a full reset on your party when you leave midgard for the second game who knows i mean you start fresh again but that defeats but then it's like, well, what did I just put 40 hours into for yes. this, you know? So, um, I mean, I think that's something that will definitely have to be explored in the second game whenever that comes out. I mean, I haven't seen any 
uh, note of a part two or of an anticipated release date or timeline. Uh, but you know, squaring, they like to take their time on things. So Very we true. will have to see. So, um, I guess I will wrap up the episode with, uh, a general question. Are you happy with the game up to the, for the first part so far? Am I happy with the game so far? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Well, so rather than just superficially saying yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, of course I am. Um, am I so, so far? Yeah. Like, and I'm deep, I'm deep into it. I texted you last night to say that I have just come up against the first bad guy that absolutely just like just smashed me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've died in one battle up to this point, and it was for me not paying attention. I think it was against uh, Reno in uh, the church when you sure. land in the, the flower bed. I died once fighting against him. And I got annoyed at myself because I had just gotten a bit lazy. Uh, I was uh, winning everything else and he killed me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to start like a losing streak. And that was fine. Um, got through everything else and then got up to the guy I'm against now. I'm not going to say to you because you're not there yet. We can talk about him um, or it uh, when when you get there in, a, in another episode or two. But man, I have hit the first bad guy where I'm like, I don't know if I even want to turn my PlayStation on, (laughs) you know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. As in, oh, this is not going to be good. I'm going to have to fight a lot. I don't think there's an easy win here. So am I enjoying the game? Yes. I've been waiting for this bad guy because it Uh turns, you know, that this is the kind of bad guy that uh, you will, you'll hate the game and then you'll beat him. And then you'll it's be like, like, oh, that wasn't that hard. Oh, yeah. You'll be like Neo reading the Matrix. Like, oh, no, I'm in, <laughs> you know. So uh, I've learned Kung Fu. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm um, that's where I am at the moment. So, yes, I'm absolutely adoring the game. It is absolutely phenomenal so far. Yeah, but I'm also I'm saying that just as I've hit the point where I'm like, the game is no longer easy. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still in the honeymoon phase of the game. Um if we're just talking about the first reactor run, like nostalgia's in full effect right now. Um, I'm just, I'm just happy to be playing and uh, hearing the voices of the character and just pretty much like, it's like an extended version of advent children right now. So I'm just on like cloud nine. Um, yeah. So I would definitely uh, say that uh, I am enjoying the game. So to, and then finally to wrap up, uh, we do have a Twitter at tent podcast. Uh, that's our Twitter. We had uh, a few people reach out to ask questions. Uh, so first, we had uh, our good friend John. Uh, he said, how do you find the new fighting style versus the old game? I mean, we covered that extensively, but w- if how about this? Instead of, uh, if you had a choice of new or old fighting style for this game, which one would you pick? Oh, oh that's a tough question. I mean yeah i the inclination would be to stick with what you know mm-hmm. but but uh as i said just at the beginning of this episode what i found really interesting was it the the remake has hit you with new options it is more complicated mm-hmm. 
but but straight away it also felt like yeah but if i could if i could master this it really would be it would be a much richer experience and i'm getting there uh, the only thing that i would say is like i said before and again we'll cover this in greater detail as we go on i'm used to the fighting party consisting of three members mm-hmm. generally speaking up to this point it has mostly consisted of two for story reasons. It's not a, it's not a criticism, but I really would love, uh, maybe they're drip feeding it, but I really would love a little bit more of the complexity of Mm -hmm. trying to deal with three characters. Cause you know, it is tough. There is new stuff. It is more strategic. There are many more options available to you and many more restrictions, which means you have to be more creative within the framework of what they've given you. But mm-hmm. I would really love to have to grapple with uh, piloting three different characters more. At the moment, yeah. it's just been more or less. It's just been two. The the second question is from uh, Lewis. He says, "How long have each of you been able to play?" So, pretty straightforward question. I appreciate that. I've logged about, or when I responded to this on Twitter, I was at about seven or eight hours. I think I logged another two or three at that point so so where are you uh, now i literally Story-wise. just fell into the church there You're, you've just landed in the church yeah so to anybody who's played the game previously that is an extremely significant moment yeah um it's pretty huge and uh, i am currently oh man like i'm i'm tifa is in don corneo's mansion she has been caught Myself and Aerith have arrived in Wall Market to try and rescue her. And in the original game, um, I'm quite sure you remember, Bobby, but you had the option of storming the the mansion and taking everybody on, or mm-hmm. you could wander around the market and you could do a series of tasks where you could essentially dress Cloud up as a girl and mm-hmm. send him in to be one of Don Corneo's slaves. Uh, so I'm I'm currently in Wall Market. That whole aspect of it, like the the dressing Cloud up as a girl, hasn't been a huge part of it. So I don't know whether they've gotten rid of it or whether I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the characters are kind of giving Aerith the look up and down. And saying, uh, you know, maybe he'd like you, but you're kind of dressed a bit in a dowdy kind of way. You could be a bit sexier. So I don't like, and I pretty much, I think I remember that from the original. So things might be on track, but I'll tell you what, it has led me to find myself in a situation where, as I said before, I am in a fight that is so far the single hardest confrontation of the game so far. And as soon as we hang up from this call, I'm going to jump on this and take this on again. But it's the first time that I've been like, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to turn the game on because it's so hard. But yeah, so I'm about 20, I'd say about maybe between 18 and 20 hours in, I would say. Nice. So you're, uh, you're pretty far in in comparison to me. Um, so yeah, I think that was all the questions that we had. Do you have cool. any other closing thoughts here? Um, No, I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward to getting a little bit further. I'm looking forward to you catching up a little bit story-wise so we can actually start swapping some uh, 
some ideas on the new things that have happened. So in the mm-hmm. next episode or so, uh, there is a new character. We haven't spoken about him or his introduction, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So it has deviated from what we know, which mm-hmm. means that there is a potential for storyline deviations as well, which is great. We also haven't talked about Sephiroth and the fact that he's turned up much earlier. There's a lot of things that I would love to talk to you about just based on broader broader reaches. But for episode two, I'd say we're done. Also, um, as we said before, it would be really cool to do an episode on music and sound design, which has changed tremendously. So yeah. I might pull somebody in that I know who knows this game as well as I do, who has a considerable background in sound design. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're definitely gonna get that on the schedule. Awesome. Um, so quick recap for if someone's just jumping in on this episode so far, we've had an introductory episode with myself, Kian and Will Sliney. Uh, I've had the opportunity for a second episode to talk with, uh, Sean Crystal, uh, specifically breaking down the character designs and then we're here. So we got, a we got at least another, oh, got another a few. Six, we got another six episodes at least planned out. So, uh, I'm very excited for, uh, to keep doing these and hope that you guys will, uh, continue to listen. Yeah. Stick with us. There's quite a lot to cover. All, All right, yeah. Bobby. We, all right. Well, until next time, Ken. All right. Take it easy, man. Later.